this is the Austin ISD X podcast, X as in X official or unofficial. While we focus on the issues in Austin Independent School District, the conversations we have about education are important to everyone. This is an election special. We're talking to each trustee candidate for the Austin Independent School Board. Uh, with us is Jennifer Littlefield, who is running for uh, a seat in District 5. Welcome, Jennifer. Please introduce yourself. Hi, good morning. My name is Jennifer Littlefield. I am a native Austinite. I've graduated from Austin High School and now have uh, one, one child at Austin High and one at Small Middle School. And I am running in District 5 and um, would really, I'm running to um, improve our community engagement process and really bring families into, uh, into the, a stronger decision-making role within the district. Okay, um, my question is this. You have served on the Boundary Advisory Committee you have served on the facilities and bond, uh, the FABPAC committee, that's a committee that, that looked at the making the 2017 bond. You were a big part of that 2017 bond. You've been on these powerful committees in the district. You have been part of the systems and the institutions in our school district um, for a while now. And so we're in this moment of, um, where the need for systemic change has never been more obvious. Uh, we're in a pandemic and laid before us is the inequities that exist, not only in education, but in healthcare, in criminal injustice, um, in workers' rights and wages, um, in the distribution of funds at every level and the amount of control given to communities. So there is a need for systemic change. And yet you come to the school board race being part of the status quo, our institutions and our systems that have perpetuated white supremacy and have resulted in disparate outcomes and inequitable access, you're a part of that. And yet you're running in a moment where systemic change is needed. How can you, as part of the status quo, bring about that systemic change? You know, that's, I, that's a good, great question. And I um, will start with that. I'm not sure that I would describe the 2017 bond campaign um, and that work as the status quo. It, that work represents the largest um, single investment in our public schools uh, in, in the history of AISD. And that work really was a ground up game changing process of looking at um, looking at where need was based on a worst first model and really based on not band-aiding our um, our campuses and our facilities but creating new better learning spaces for every student across AISD and mapping out that 25-year plan for where we want to go. Um, that, that work that I came to was not about um, building something for my own school. That was about building something for 
for every school, every child across the district. And I'm very proud to have the support of uh, criminal justice, juvenile justice uh, leaders like, like Greg Kassar and his one on um, policing reforms and eliminating the, uh, the curfew in Austin. And people like Andrew Hairston, who's the director of the school to prison pipeline um, at Texas Appleseed. Mm -hmm. Those are those are people that have seen my work and and um, know that I am committed to making those systemic changes. Like what we have seen in the bond is is building something sustainable for for school communities. Um, there's a significant amount of research that shows that improving a improving a, a campus facility leads to better academic outcomes for students, and it's a main driver in um, teacher retention. We know that in our low-income schools, that those are those are the schools where we struggle the most in retaining teachers and, and having a parent volunteer staff that is there to uh, help make sure that work orders get submitted and followed up on. AISD uh, handles 80,000 work orders every year. That's, that is teacher and staff time and that they're putting in, uh, making sure that their sinks are working, when toilets are overflowing. That's just kind of the day-to-day -day teacher life that we, through that bond work, that we are addressing and improving. So um, I guess I look at that, that work as the, the type of systemic change that we are looking for in making sure that um, that every school in every location across the district is getting what they need. I, I totally agree that the 2017 bond was tremendous in its full scope. If you look at it from that kind of macro scale, more money than ever, absolutely. Um, I think relitigating the 2017 bond and its impact might be a whole episode in and of itself. The trustee that you were mm -hmm. running to replace, Amber Ellen, stated during school closures that if you didn't see this coming, you haven't been paying attention. And while the work on the 2017 bond and the Fab Pack and the people and part of the system that did that work, I think I just I'm asking if there's a, there's a connection, or at least for me there is, right? So so I'm just putting it out there. But like mm. the 2017 bond perpetuated school closures. So I don't I just don't know how successful we should feel about that, because part of school closures included diverting 2017 bond away from schools where it hadn't the projects hadn't been finished. And so it's just frustrating to see that more money went west of 35 than east 35 because and the reason and more seats were built, right, more capacity at schools were built west of 35 than east of 35. 
and and the reasons for that are we can like again we can go into it but then like the impact included uh, a long-term plan talk about 25 years two-year plan two years later to come and close schools and divert 2017 bond money away from the schools that were being closed that hadn't their projects completed and then there's no there's no five-year strategic plan in place so i just don't see the long-term planning and uh, that came about school closures and school closures was begot by the 2017 bond. So I don't know if you want to speak to that. Um, and I know Candace's question is, is next and it's quick, but that's my pushback on that. If you want to respond or reply. Yeah, I, 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 I disagree that the, that the bond um, facilitated school closures. I'm not in, in my mind, um, what the what the bond did was help ensure that students um, have a modernized campus to go to, right? With I, I'm without the is is your take on it that without the bond there would not have been a need or there would not have been a discussion around school closures. I'm just trying to understand that. Point. I guess my point is that. The, the, the trustee you're replacing said, if you haven't been paying attention, if you didn't see this coming, the school closures, you haven't been paying attention. And um, the, the, we can talk to some other trustees who were a part of the 2017 bond and ask them how they felt about the, the, the process. But my, yeah, my point is that it seemed like the if the 2017 was bond was something that was so important, it shouldn't have been abandoned before the projects at each school were completed. And it just doesn't make sense that you would close schools that are the recipients of the largest bond you've ever passed. So I just, I just, I don't think, I think I need to pass the mic over to Candace, but that's kind of where I'm at is that I see a disconnect between uh, the good work of the 2017 bond and then this district coming back to close schools and never follow through on spending the money that voters voted on. What's up? Well, I definitely see a disconnect between um, the the work that was done on the 2017 bond and then the the school changes um, that that kind of top down model of um, here here is a plan that was uh, entirely created in house um, by by the administrations and sort of laid out to the community um, there are there are definite you know there are definite enrollment issues and and uh, demographics changes that need to be addressed and I don't think that that's the right way to address them and we are still bringing capacity online east of, in in uh, east of 35 you know we're, we're building a new middle school we're expanding Blazier, um, Go Valley was expanded. You know, there's each of the new campuses that is being modernized um, for the most part is, is adding capacity. Um, the, the new LC Anderson campus, that is creating, um, that's also creating more seats. So we, that, that capacity add for the bond, um, was kind of a, across the district. Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Candace. 
so my question, Jennifer, is the question I'm asking all the candidates, just because, you know, we get singularly focused in our own district. I know I'm fully immersed in District 1 because that's where I live. But if you right now had to give a state of District 5 and you were before all of the parents and stakeholders in District 5, what would you say are the major challenges for District 5? And then follow that up, if you would, with um, some solutions you believe that as a trustee you actually can 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 rot, not just, oh, pie in the sky, I, I hope this, but as a trustee, what can you actually do to, to bring forth those solutions? Yeah, so um, the immediate challenge that we have is reopening safely. And that is, um, that's really a district-wide mm -hmm. challenge. Um, I think that when we, as a community, when we talk about parents having a choice and being concerned about parents um, choosing options other than AISD, we often talk about that as um, a binary uh, traditional public school charter. And we really need to be talking about that and that as every parent having, an, having a choice option Right now, we're seeing more uh, more competition from not just charters, but private schools and um, homeschooling, learning pods. Uh, there's this additional layer of pressure on public school. District five does have a significant number of families with resources to leave public school, and we need clear, direct communication from the district to really reassure families that, um, that their child is going to be taken care of. And, and that is knowing that um, our, the online learning option is going to be a robust academic experience and knowing that um, when it is safe to return to campus, that there's a there's a a solid plan for that. Um, I think there's a lot of understanding, but frustration with the um, the kind of uh, classroom monitoring model that is being laid out right now. Um, and we need to prioritize who is the highest need for that. And we have we have not seen that from AISD. And we have not seen, we haven't seen the district embrace the public health guidance that um, that Austin Public Health has put out. So those are the, those are my top priority um, kind of first in line things that I would do. And the other things that we need are uh, really looking at um, creating an, a strategic academic vision of where we want to be. We know that we need um, significant investment in our special education services. That needs to be a top priority. We, uh, we need to move to an inclusion, more of an inclusion model, and we need to expand and continue investing in the dyslexia services that we have. Um, we're not catching all of, uh, all of our students that are struggling readers and improving 
improving those dyslexia services with some additional staffing, but also really making sure that our uh, early elementary teachers are, um, are using the uh, curriculum techniques that are that have the multi-sensory structured reading that allows every student to learn when we know that 20% of our kids are, are dyslexic. We know that there's, there's kids in every classroom that need that instruction. So um, just, by, just by making sure all of our you know, general ed teachers have that, uh, that training and that knowledge base um, will really help us improve our um, our connection with every kid to make sure that everyone is reading because that's that's the foundation of making sure that we are all every kid college career and life ready thank you for listening down ballot races are important to our community our school district and our children We invite you to listen to all the candidate conversations at our website, anchor.fm slash AISDXP. There you will find our supported platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Coming soon, our hot take and reflection on the Austin ISD school board trustee races and the major issues. Let us know what you think. Comment across all social media platforms. And as always, to bring others into the conversation, Please remember to like, follow, and share.